Coming up on episode 43 of the Up Full Life podcast. The, the freest I had ever been. And that felt really, okay, all right, let me preach for a second. That, that was the best I had ever felt. That was the best musically, the best everything that I had ever felt about myself, musically, confidence. And it, it, it's the best that everyone else had ever felt in that band. And that, for all of us, was hard to handle. Indeedy, welcome to the Upful Life Podcast. I'm your host, B. Getz, and this is episode number 43, coming at you live and direct from the Vibe Junkie Studios in Oakland, California. Get ready for the Vulcan Mind Probe, and we're so grateful. You are tuning in. Upful Life Podcast is proud to thank our friends at Live for Live Music. LiveforLiveMusic.com. Now, I've been uh, really honored and privileged to be a part of the Live for Live Music uh, editorial squad uh, since late 2015. And it's been just a hell of a ride. Um, super just thrilled uh, to be in the mix uh, as Live For Live Music is such a force for good works in the music scene, music culture, in myriad ways. And uh, it just began as, a, I guess, a Facebook page for music fans that turned into a website that turned into a company uh, with Kun Shah at the helm. And just seeing his evolution as a Empresario and a visionary at the helm, uh, and how he's transitioned into being uh, really at the forefront of a lot of the social justice endeavors that have taken shape 
in recent years and coalesced in the greater, you know, jam band, jazz fest, jam cruise, festival, diaspora. So, yeah, I've worked with a string of incredible editors, including uh, the current editor-in-chief, Andrew O'Brien, who's just an absolute joy to work with. Wanted to shout out my peeps at Live For Live Music. You should check out their YouTube page. They have hundreds of unique performances catalog there, including all their Comes Alive series, which transitioned from a festival live event to during quarantine, an online festival, kind of like a revolution of sorts, because uh, they were able to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for various causes. Wanted to shout out the whole squad, Kunshaw, Sarah Shaw, Andrew O'Brien, so can't say enough about the good works and the positive energy and righteous intention behind so much of what goes down with Live for Live Music. So shout out Live for Live Music. Check them out on YouTube, Instagram, liveforlivemusic.com, the OG Facebook page. You can check out my work under the uh, author page, B Gets. Um, and you're hearing the Nigel Hall band doing Maze, Frankie Beverly and Maze running away on the Acura stage at Jazz Fest 2016. Big D Perkins getting busy, Jameson Ross and Alvin Ford Jr. on the drums, Weedy Brema. Man, what a squad. spend some time talking to you so we figure we lay it on you let you know how we feel about love mm-hmm. paint a pretty smile each day loving is a blessing yeah never let it fade away it's all about love Build yourself a true romance. Beauty that's around. I want to let everyone know that we really appreciate the ratings and reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. So please, if you have the time and are so inclined, rate and or review the Upful Life Podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because it really goes a long way in moving those pesky algorithms in this direction and putting this podcast on new listeners radar so yes indeed much appreciated on everyone who recently dropped through and left dope ass reviews you know who you is you can also email me direct b.gets at upfullife.com that's b.getz at upfullife.com If you hit me up there and let me know you've been listening to the show, uh, I'll send you some stickers, no doubt. And we also really appreciate any uh, feedback, constructive criticism, suggestions for guests, anything you want to communicate. We appreciate. And lastly, we started up the Patreon, patreon.com backslash upfullife. It's just basically a way for people to support this podcast 
and support my work as a music journalist and culture reporter uh, across the various mediums. I indeed will also send stickers to patrons and share some music near and dear and special to me that might not be as readily available or in circulation. And then we'll see from there. I plan to do some bonus episodes as I'm able to and as more people subscribe. So thank you to my earliest patrons, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Life. It's all about love. It is our pleasure to introduce one of the greatest singers in the world, Mr. Nigel Yes, indeed, you heard that right. Episode 43. It's proud to welcome Mr. Nigel Hall to the show for an extensive conversation that is revealing and emotional and beautiful and all the things. So it's a long time in the making. I've known Nigel for the better part of a dozen years now, and he's been just a force of nature in the music community and as a part of a number of bands uh, dear to me. So for those less initiated, I want to just give a little rundown about the man, and then we'll get into what is to come. So Nigel is a keyboardist and singer extraordinaire. He's been holding down the keyboards chair with Lettuce for the past five-ish years, but has been down with the crew, uh, featuring on various songs and joining in on auxiliary keys and such going back to like the Rage era, 2008, their second album. But Nigel was also a co-founder and essential part of the Elixir with The Nth Power, where he was uh, in the mix for the first three-ish years or so. So we touch on that a bit in this conversation, uh, as well as uh, his time with Soul Live. Uh, he kind of like in and out, do a song here or there. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of that as well after the interview. So yeah, he's royal fam as fuck, uh, and that's how I know him and love him. But he's also a big part of John Cleary and the Absolute Monster Gentleman down there in New Orleans. That's actually where we kind of start off things in this chat, and I'll play a collab between those two on the back end of this episode. 
Uh, Nigel had a run with Warren Haynes' band, along with uh, the royal family queen herself, Miss Alicia Shakur. Nigel's rocked with Talib Kweli, Papoose, and he uh, made his most recent <clears throat> sophomore LP, Spiritual, uh, which we discuss extensively uh, with the fellas in Butcher Brown, co-produced by their keyboardist and production wizard DJ Harrison. So yeah, Spiritual, Nigel Hall, second album on the way, May 14. And yeah, of course, we go back to Bear Creek. Uh, we've had this friendship. Life has dealt us both hands, uh, fortuitous and uh, less so. And uh, we kind of connect on the fact that we pour that human experience into our work, into our art, into our passions. And you can certainly hear that in this conversation and hear that in Nigel's music, uh, no matter what uh, band or artist or situation he's contributing or performing, he brings a version of authentic Nigel Hall to the equation. And that's what I wanted to unpack in this episode. I got to shout out my man, Kraz, Eric Krasno, uh, Soul Live co-founder, Lettuce co-founder, uh, has a podcast called Kraz Plus One, which had Nigel on about six months ago, and it's totally different from this one. But you get a lot of the family tree stuff there and some hilarious stories between them over the years, and I feel like uh, this is a companion piece to that. Uh, I decided not to tread the same ground that Eric did and instead uh, try to get Nigel to traverse in some different directions, and I believe humbly that we succeeded. It's a very engaging, thought-provoking, often emotional, spirited uh, powwow, if you will. So what I'm going to do uh, is first play his new single, Wake Me, from Spiritual, dropping May 14, uh, just so you can get a little frame of reference for what we're going to chop up in terms of his new material. He's uh, currently happily married, living in New Orleans. But he's from D.C. and he brings a whole lot of district to anything he does. And you can hear that in this uh, go-go, making my way back home that I kicked things off with from Red Rocks 2015. Uh, he also spent a good deal of time in Portland, Maine. That's where he connected with Ryan Zoidis from Lettuce and the Shady Horns, who plugged him in with Kraz and Deitch uh, in Brooklyn. And the rest is history. So with that... I'm going to let you know I did this interview on Zoom, which was a first. Nigel in Denver, he's like, yo, let's do it on Zoom. And I was like, whatever you say, dog. So that's what we did, which was a gift and a curse. Uh, and it enabled us to see each other and really kind of vibe out on the conversation. And I could see the joy and just love uh, emanating from him, which was amazing. But uh, the audio is not as good as I would hope. So I did my best to shape it up. Um, and I also dropped some sweet backdrops on Zoom, uh, custom made for Nige, so you'll hear him react to those as well. But right now, react to this Eric B and Rakim John with Let, and then we'll hear Wake Me. Thank you. 
It's good, my man. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you just fine. Awesome. What's up, man? Chilling, man. Just uh, trying to get this tech figured out. This tech? Yeah, I had a tech day today, too. And I got my uh, I got my Apollo Twin interface working. Are you, are you putting out the film, too? Probably not. I just figured okay. you wanted to look at me. 
Okay, great. You know, <laughs> no, but for real, like that's that's a great answer. I just figured you wanted to see me, you know. Right. No, I I've never done the Zoom interview. Uh, the only other time I used the Zoom really like was to see you play that private thing that Josh and Karen put together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing for uh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. So and then you see my lady's name at the bottom there because I'm on her rig. She uses this for work. Oh, I didn't know your name was Alicia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm trying it all out, and then I got the uh, recorder just in case. So uh, down there in New Orleans, what, give me the 411 on uh, where, where are you guys at? I see a lot of stuff about the different phases you're reopening. There is music, but it's not really happening. What's going on right now? To be honest with you, I don't know, and I really don't care. Because until this, until this, until this shit is dealt with, then I don't want to know. I'd rather just stay in the house and be safe until everybody else can fucking be safe and we can all be together again. Instead of gradually opening shit up, you know, I listen, everybody got their own way. That's how I want to do it. I don't I don't I don't want to do this little, you know, like I played with lettuce the other day and was crying the whole time because I miss my people, but it's like a dick team, man. It's yeah. like, okay, we got two shows and then you can't play no more for another month. I don't do that. That's not. That's that. That's not. That's not cool. It's right. Not, it's, it's, it's not cool for the psyche of the people, because you know people people been itching and wanting wanting it as bad as we've been wanting to be out there playing. You know, and uh, you know it's very misleading to a lot of people. And if people, the best way to do it is stay your ass in the house. Until unless you got to get groceries, you got to check the mail, you can take your dog for a walk, fine. But stay in the house, bro. Don't be in a rush. The longer you rush, the more you rush to get back in it, the harder it's going to be. And the hard, the more guidelines they're going to have to be, you know, and more rules to follow. It's already not going to be the same ever again. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. why not? Why not try to just just ease it by waiting it out? You know? I mean, other people may think differently. That's just how I feel about it. You know? No, I agree with you 100%. I, I wasn't actually what I expected to hear from you, but, I, you know, I agree. I think the more cautious and more responsible. Because, I mean, we can sit, we can still, not to cut you off, but, like, we can still, I mean, I'm obviously sitting in my studio, and I can still make music, so it ain't like I'm, like, cold turkey. You know what I'm saying? I can still make music with my friends, and it's a safe way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh it's, it's it just baffles me. People just want to be out. I mean, I know we're, we want to, we want it to be over. We all want it to be over. But the more we rush for it, the worse it's going to be, and the longer it's going to be. I think that I think that if I think that if people had really taken this fucking seriously, because there wasn't nobody in power taking it fucking serious. If you got common sense enough to kept your ass in the house, I think if everybody had done that, we would be. It wouldn't have been this long. It's been no. a year and a half, and there's been four hundred thousand people dead. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's a lot of people that died from this shit. You know, just because your ass didn't want to stay in the fucking house. If you'd have just stayed in the house, you'd have been fine. You know. So that's that's just. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. No, I want to hear it, man, because kind of like the elephant in the room. 
It's uh, that, yeah, man. I mean, you got to address it at some point, man. Just stay your ass in the house, bro. It ain't that deep. I see you. I ain't going nowhere. Right. You know? All these yeah, people man. die because you can trip. Yeah, it's, it's a domino effect because you got the, the venues. They can't stay open without the loan money, but you got these corporate raiders stealing all the PPE money. It's never trickling down. Finally, the venues get some money 15 months into this thing. It's uh, right. exactly. exactly. It's not cool, man. You got legendary places that are shutting down, that have been there forever, that are shutting down because of that shit, man. I know. I know, my man. It's. I mean, we're on the right side of this thing now, though. So, like, let's just... So since we're on the right side of it, people getting vaccinated and shit, I hope that ain't no, like, zombie flu or nothing ain't putting in nobody. Cause <laughs> I mean, shit, you, the way shit been, bro, the way shit been going since black people have been over here, yeah. I wouldn't fucking, it wouldn't surprise me. It no. wouldn't surprise me if they were, if, if, if that was the case. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just, and I'm not, this ain't gonna do with how I feel. This is facts. This is not this is this is not some shit I made up. But this is facts. If you want me to pull them up, I'll pull them up. You can share the screen and I'll show you. I it's good to that. see you though, bro. It's great to see you, man. I'm, I'm glad you do outside. I can see you. I got the You're outside? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, I can switch it up and show you. But uh I don't even know how to use yeah, it. I could I could go outside, but I don't feel like unhooking my shit. Right. See, I, got, I got a beautiful I got a beautiful rooftop. Down here, it's it's, it's See, this is this is what it's really like. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. What you live yeah. on a farm or something? No, this is our back our backyard in Oakland. Weed farm in Oak in Oakland. Yeah, this is my backyard. That's funny because John John Cleary's coming out here tomorrow. Oh, really? What's going on? Yeah. He's doing a he's doing a um a live stream with Taj Mahal. Right on. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the John Cleary thing, man. Uh, while we're on the topic, I seen you and, and uh, AJ doing the background vocals and stuff. So what do you got cooking there? Because I know you've been playing with John for a long time. You've been around the world with him, right? Yeah, a few times. A few times. Um, shit, I think I've been around the world more with him than anybody else. I think. Yeah. It's always fun when we go. I mean, it's always fun to go leave the country and go see other shit. But we're doing, he's doing a record with the, with the quartet, which is basically the Monster Gentleman Trio featuring me. I'm the other keyboard player in it. Uh, I feel really happy about that because he could have called anybody. Like, John is a really good friend of mine now. Now, now we're like, we're homies. We live on, in fact, we live on the same fucking street. Burgundy Street's a pretty long street. But we live on the same street, and he lives in the Marigny. If anybody knows anything about the, the, the New Orleans, I live in the French Quarter, and he lives in the the Marigny. I'd say Marigny Bywater, which is basically, if you look at it like in terms of boroughs, I live, I live in, I live in the Lower East Side, and he lives in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's as far as I mean, but it's but it's not really that far. Like it, it takes right over the bridge. It, it'll take me ten minutes to drive there. Okay. So it's not like it's not in, in terms of in terms of like I'm speaking of in terms of area. I just smoked and took a, took an edible too. So my process is like you know I'm trying to piece it all together here. But uh, no, you got to break it down for the folks. So but that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's in, in in terms of where it sits. Right. I live in Lower East Side. He lives in Brooklyn. 
And actually, if you go to the Bywater these days, it's kind of like fucking Brooklyn because all the hipsters are over there. That's actually what I call that area, Brooklyn. I'm like, oh, you going to Brooklyn? Yeah, I I seen that happening even before the pandemic. You could see it trending in that direction. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a fucking coffee shop in every other place. It's like, what happened in New Orleans? Right. You know, you said, I mean, at least you still got Uptown. Uptown ain't going to ever change. It's Uptown. Right. It's Uptown. You know, the Lower Ninth ain't going to ever change. The Quarter ain't going to never change. That's historic. You know, um, Mid City ain't going to never. Well, Mid City and then. I mean, this whole fucking world is changing. It really is, man. By the second. So, I mean, who am I? I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's I just wanted with the Cleary thing. Oh yeah, but yeah, with the Cleary thing. So yeah, we're doing a record with the quartet. And it's uh it started off as something that we were just gonna record in the studio, like live, and just kind of have fun. Like we would normally do at the show, you know? Because we got our show like so down packed, like we know the show. So basically it's it's as easy as just showing up. Uh, so we wanted to do something. We wanted to do, or he wanted to do a record that displayed that spontaneity that we all four of us have together when we play live. But it has since become now uh, making a record, you know, which is which is just a great opportunity for it because we all in the studio. And we ain't got shit to do. Right. So let's 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 make these songs. Let's let's actually make them sound good. And make make a record i'm not saying that it was like a glorified demo you know but i'm just saying it just wanted he wanted to put something out that displayed our spontaneity when we go on stage and how we play on stage so a lot of it was like one two and three takes but since there's been a lot of editing now and like you know now we're doing all of these different vocals and stuff so that's what you saw on uh instagram is was us doing the vocals for that and it's 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 turning out really good. It sounds good. It's I think it's a, I think that everything that we've recorded right now, as far as that, because I, th- I think we're done tracking now. Now I think it's just going to be most editing and mixing. But I think that a lot of the a lot of the core tracks that we did, I mean, we didn't do no more really, no more than two, two or three takes of them all. And I kind of have a theory of like, if I'm in the studio, I only want to do three takes or something. No, nothing more than three takes. Because the first take, you kind of learn and it. Second take, you kind of trying all of the different shit. And then third take, you shit get off the pot. Anything else that happens after that is generally you reaching for some shit that you just trying to force to happen. And I see. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then it sounds that way. You lose all of the vibe of the shit. So, but there was a lot of vocal takes being done yesterday. And as a vocalist, I get it because I want that shit to be right. If anything got to be right, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like my voice saying, I'm not going to be slipping on a record, not on a record. Maybe at a gig, I might've had a couple too many (laughs) on a a record. It's going to be perfect and I'm going to do it. And it's not going to be any auto fucking tune. I hate that shit. I keep telling my son, he got a beautiful voice. But I can't really tell him too much. I'm gonna let him do him. You know, ain't nobody tell me how to do what the fuck I was doing. So I'm gonna just let him do. That's his generation, and that's how that happens. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna sound it's gonna sound correct. Yeah, man, I'm excited to hear it because I love the side of you that comes out playing with them, with with the gentlemen and with John. You, you don't bring that Nigel out except for there. It's really cool chemistry. 
Right, right. Well, I mean, that's 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 not a conscious thing, but when you play with different people, they bring different things out of you, and right. and that's not something that can, that's not something that so so yeah, I guess it's cool to see okay. people play in different situations. They because they play differently, and then they're, they're different people. So yeah, I, I definitely feel that. You know, like you have been a crucial part to several bands that I know and love for years. You know. Yeah. Some, like, I know a little bit like Cleary and the Absolute Monster Gents. Some a little more like a Warren Haynes. And then obviously everything you've done with Lettuce or Soul Live or Nth Power. Yeah. So you're just such a versatile cat. You know, like, you find where you belong in whatever setting and then you spread your wings. And so it's just a beautiful thing to see which wings, what colors come out in what combinations, you know? And that. that was very well said. That was very I mean, well I just said. love it. Anybody ever tell you, you might have a career in this? <laughs> Thanks to you guys. Nice. You bring it out of me, man, no lie. You and, know what I'm saying? See? Yeah, you know, and I wanted to just, you know, kind of just get the 411, you know, we can talk about history and I want to talk about the old stuff, but sure. I want to talk about the now. You know, I want to talk about spiritual and and your process uh you know I'm, obviously we're going to talk lettuce we're going to talk empower whatever but spiritual is like what i'm playing every day right now thanks that you gave me the little press advance and i'm grateful for that you know i'm guarding it with my life but i can't wait for the world to hear it hold it for a couple more months bro it'll be out on may 14th it's yours for right now. so i i know a little bit about this but most people listening don't so who are you working with and what were you doing? Like, how did you make spiritual? So I, I'm trying to figure out because, you know, some contractual shit that I kind of went over today that I was made aware of. So I'm going to just say it like this. I had the pleasure of playing and having to produce, to co-produce my record, DJ Harrison, mm-hmm. um, who is the keyboard player of Butcher Brown. I hope I said all of that right. But uh, DJ Harrison, Tori Fonville, Andy Randazzo, uh, Marcus Tenney, and Morgan Burr. And I had, I got to have Patrice Russians on the record. Bro, I, that, that, we'll talk about that in a second. Patrice is on it. Ryan Zoidis is on it. Uh, uh, Marcus is on it. Marcus King. Jeff Coffin is also on it. Um, I got to just make the record that I always wanted to make, man. I think I did. You know, I look back. I look back on my. I, I, I'm so weird that I can even say this, but I look back on the career that I've had thus far, and I look. I like. The, I've been on. I'm, and this is not me tooting my horn at all. But I'm just really grateful to have been on, a, been a part of some of the records that I've been on. Yeah. Some of them, some some of them, I'm like, okay, I, I maybe could have done without doing that. But also, that was also a learning experience too. But I've been really fortunate to make a lot of the music that I wanted to do and I wanted to make, and not have to be molded into some sort of thing. That you know, people tried. Don't get me wrong; they did try to like try to make me the pop fucking and wearing the fucking suits, and this, that, and the other. And fuck that. I don't do that. <laughs> okay, that's what I do. 
Right. I do that. You don't come to see me. I feel like I feel like when Doom says, you know, when Doom is like people have gotten so caught up on what the music looks like. That's not what it, it's not supposed to look like nothing. Right. Music is for your for your mind and your your hearing, you know, and the shit that I listen to also is a reflection of that. So when I started making spiritual, when you hear spiritual, you will hear that it's a it's a it's a complete departure from what my last record was, ladies and gentlemen, which was a great record. It was a great record. I used to I used to be like, oh, I used to be disappointed about it in some 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 areas because it sat on the shelf for a long time before I before anybody actually got to hear it. So people had heard me playing the songs for like five years before right. they actually heard a record that existed that whole time, but it never, you know. It was it was just sitting on the shelf getting dirty until we finally were able or in a place to put it out. But spiritual is not that record. Spiritual is some whole other shit. And I I wanted to make a record, first of all, uh that was with some people from my geographical area, from DC. I wanted to make a home record. I wanted to make a record of who I actually am. Now, I live in New Orleans. New Orleans is the greatest city in the world, and I'm not going anywhere, but D.C. is where I'm from. You know, I've been to I've been to a lot of places, and D.C. is what I represent everywhere I go when I go to these places. Uh, the attitude of D.C., uh, everything that makes D.C. beautiful, everything that makes D.C. shitty sometimes, I can be that too. You know, but I wanted to also display that in this record and in my right. attitude with some of the some of the messages that I was bringing forth on this record. So this record is really special to me in the sense of if I mean, I obviously want people to buy it and I want them to hear it and I want them to dig it. But if nobody buys this record, I feel that I have done myself a service or I've done I've done something. Uh, good for myself to know that I've put something out in the world that is unapologetically me and I can sleep at night knowing that maybe one day somebody will find it. But I know that it's there. You know what I'm saying? I know that it's there. So if it's there and if it's good and if God put me in the place to make that music, if, 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 if God gave me the strength to run into the burning building and grab <laughs> these songs, you see, because yeah. to be an artist, sometimes you got to go to a dark place to get this shit, to make people happy and get them to learn something. You have to speak yeah. from experience. So I was the one that had to do that. And I know that my, that my actions won't be in vain because I am more than happy with, with what it produced, you know? And, uh, and I hope people feel the same. I know that was a real long-winded no, I love it, man. Yes, that's, that's like I said, I'm, them, them edibles is hitting different. Oh, I love right. it, man. No, and I think it's an important distinction, man, because I love ladies and gentlemen, and of course I heard you play those songs for years before yeah. the record. But I also think that that is a good introductory. It's, it's accessible for like lots of people, but this right. is deep. The, to know you is to love spiritual because knowing your journey as like a black man and also as a musician, and leaving home at 15, and then being all the places and doing all the things, being a daddy, getting married, getting divorced, getting married again, all of that, yeah. you know, that's not on ladies and gentlemen. 
but it is on spiritual because that's from your heart. Like you said, like you don't really care how it's received because you got to sing it how you feel it. And I think that that's the best art in general, where you put the com conditions of the music industry or the cultural climate aside. And you said, like, I'm just going to say it because that's how I feel it. You know, I'll be damned. And, and you know, you know, I love D'Angelo, right? Yeah. Like my favorite artist other than Lettuce, that living artist be D'Angelo. And, you know, his first record is great. Uh, brown sugar, but it's like yeah, it's but it ain't fucking voodoo. Exactly, but then he came with voodoo. But you know what they said about it's voodoo? voodoo. You hear what? There's like something happened to that. Like somebody put a curse on him or something. Right. What happened to D'Angelo? Oh, make man. this damn record. That, and that and that, and that's how you felt when you heard it. And right. you were like, damn. I know. I'm not gonna speak for everybody else, but I know the acclaim that that particular record has had over the years. And I think it's 20 years now that record. Yeah, was. yeah, 21. Yeah. Okay, I got a son that old. Okay, <laughs> Rasool, right, Rasool. All right now, that's Deshaun. That's his, that's okay. his older brother. Rasul is nineteen. He about to be yeah. twenty. That's insane, bro. And his record coming out before mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, he's sending me tracks every other night, man. He's he's and he got a video. He look, he did a video and all that shit. He just uh, know he cute too. It's in the jeans. But yeah, that second album, the Voodoo album, you know, not to say your album sounds like it, although obviously it's clearly influenced. Uh, it's regional. You talk about the mindset we're from the that, same region. I mean, yeah. that's that's our sound. I mean, that's I mean, that's, I that's that. a huge part of that's a pu that's excuse me, a huge part of our sound is that vibe. And and you nail it, but it's still Nigel singing. You know, you're not aping other styles or doing somebody else. You're doing you. Miles said it best when he said that it takes a long time to learn how to play yourself. Interesting. That's a great quote. You know, it really is. It really is. I was having. I think I was having the same conversation the other day with somebody, and I was telling them about like when I first was when I first came around when I started playing with Soul Live and stuff. Like I wanted to be Donnie Hathaway so bad. And it was evident. I mean, you could obviously, first of all, you could hear it. I was fucking yep. trying to sing like the motherfucker. Every night I used to wear the hats and all that shit. And I remember. That ain't that, you know, that was that was a that was a rough time in my life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, but I learned, but hold on. I learned, I learned how to really just draw and be me and sing through my experience. I think a lot of people get misunderstand that because I get asked all the time to do to do uh, like vocal lessons and shit. And I can't teach you how to sing like me. I can't teach you how to sing at all because that comes. I feel that that comes from a level of experience that. Meaning experiencing things that shape and mold you from a child to. And I'm talking about all things that aren't music. Right. That drive you to be able to have that much control over something in your body or in your mind and direct it to do the things that it does. I can't, I mean, I, I, you have to have gone through something. You have to have sat in the shit, you know? Yeah. To make you, to make you want, because in a sense, I've always, I've always looked at it as, as, you know, it's, it's like, it's like singing is like crying to me. And you only know when it's real. You know when it's real. 
You know when somebody's faking it, and you know when somebody's fucking really fucking crying. You know? Yeah. And it could be crying for anything. It could be crying tears of joy. It could be t- crying tears of pain. You know? But to be able to express that, you have to have really understood what it means to cry and really fucking feel it. You know, and not be stupid, make do just do dumb shit just so you can, you know what I'm saying? You know, see what it feels like. I I, I could control, you know, no, uh uh. Live life. The life is what shapes and molds that in you, which is, and and you can only teach what you've been been through. Right. You know, and that's like comedy. It's like, it's like comedy. It's like, it's like you ever seen Jojo dancing? Your life is calling. Of course, where where, where he's where he sets himself on fire yeah, with the, with the with the shit and like you know the conversation he was having with himself before he yeah. did that. Like that's supposed to be fucking funny. That's not funny. It's so dark. <laughs> but it's but it's, it's dark. But it's but if you felt that before, if you've ever felt anything close to that before, you understand that scene, and you understand what darkness he had to go into to get to make to make you see the point of what he was trying to say to make you see why he was the way that he was so unapologetically him and that stuff is out in the world and i'm sure that he said that he didn't give a fuck who saw it because i'm sure richard would let you know that (laughs) But, but he but he didn't give he was he didn't give a fuck you know, and that's how I feel, especially with the crew I was in. We was just not giving a fuck. We was like, we're gonna, we're gonna do, we're gonna do it this way. You know, and and it was so easy to make, bro. If record was so easy to make, so this is how the record got the name. We had taken a break from recording. We went out. We was gonna have some drinks. Basically, that I guess that was the end of the night. Because once we got drinking, that was gonna be it. <laughs> Okay, um, but I was walking. We were walking past this place. We was in Richmond, Virginia, and we was walking past this place. I can't remember where we was, but I took a picture of it because we kept saying "spiritual." They wrote. They did. They, they did a song that we kind of gave a name to. We called it the Spiritual Ham Zone. I'm sure you've heard us. Oh yeah, talk about the Ham Zone before. Oh, about so, that. So I just shortened it. It was just like spiritual. It was just yelling out spiritual, right? And then when we went out to go to the, uh, you know, to go we, we, in the middle of having our drinks and whatnot, I walked past this like gypsies, like she had, like, you know how the gypsies have like the little little room, you know, along the street and they got their little building and inside the light, inside inside the glass, you know, and it was a hand, and it said on the bottom of it, spiritual. And I said, oh, my God, it's a sign from God. <laughs> and I was like, so, so, so this is not a gospel record, anybody. This is, this is like a re- we was drinking when we did this. Record. Okay. But uh, it was uh, that I saw that, and, I, and just the, the, when you see the album cover, you'll see the exact, that's the exact picture I took. On my cell phone, it's a, it's a high resolution picture because we got rules and regulations over here. But uh, 
I took the picture, I pulled my phone out, and the picture that is on the front of the album cover is the picture that I took that night of, of the sign from God that I received on what I was going to name this record. And like I said, this record is, is just very unapologetically me. I love the DC. I hope you like it. Hey, fact, man, people are going to love it. You know, I'll play a snippet on the show. You know what? Talk to Hillary about that, but I'm sure that will be okay. You have my permission, but talk to Hillary. For, talk, talk to of course, Hillary. everything goes by Hillary. There you go. There you go. No, Shout out no. to Hillary. Shout out to Hillary. The real yeah. president of the United States of America. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Right on, man. Somehow I think I'm free. What the fuck? Oh, shit. I gotta go to work. I know how much it means to you, and I, I've been a fan and a friend of yours for a long time, so just like really excited for the world to get a load of, of this piece of art. And I love that you made it with the homies, like regional, because... Uh, it's going to speak to where you came up because, you know, before you met Zoid and Kraz and all that, you'd already lived a whole lot, it, like down there in D.C. Basically. And, yeah, and, and this is a way to kind of tell those musical stories with, with people of that area that are also your peers. I mean, DJ and the crew, they're the homies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best. They really are. But I, I thought it was, it was like thinking back to the first time I saw you perform, which was at Bear Creek, the first Bear Creek. Uh, you know, I did the whole thing, man. I rode the wave with you. It was my first time. It was the first Bear Creek. Your first time down there. Went to the chapel. Saw yeah. all that craziness. Yeah. I saw the lettuce shows. That's all we call that. It's crazy. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I just want to say like that I, from Jump, I was connected to you like that. Like music and, and just ladies and gentlemen, Nigel Hall, you know, and, and reviewing all the different twists and turns of your career. Um, it really starts and is still as a part of the greater, like, you know, lettuce family. And I just wanted to talk about that because I just saw you. I was lucky to come out for my birthday. I hadn't, I hadn't seen a concert in a year since Matulu Atsaki out here in Berkeley, uh, some Ethiopian funk last February while you were in Europe, you know? And, uh, and then we both, you know, I didn't see any music, like no drive-ins, no, raves in the woods nothing and my first concert back was my birthday weekend i got to see three out of the four sets in denver and it was like denver, yeah it was really special uh, rewarding experience people which three music. sets did you see what did I, you see did you see most of the second night or most of the first night most both of the second night my both birthday the night. second night okay yeah because that that was my favorite because we had heated up then we had that oh, little yeah. we shook the cobwebs off a little bit that yeah, was it was uh, awesome, and especially the last set. I mean, I don't want to get into the, all the nerd stuff, but it was just everything I love about the band, the yeah. fearlessness, the improv. That was, a, that was a fucking great write-up you gave us, bro. You, uh, thanks, man. You got a career in this, bro. Hey, you guys made it for me, man. It was writing about lettuce, writing about this crew. It gave me the handoff to do it all, man. That's why I will ride it till the, you know, till the very end, man. Y'all, we appreciate them. We definitely do, man. So, like, let me let me ask you this much. Like, you've had a hand in the creative process for the past few albums, and you got obviously had a major hand in the, the one y'all just laid down. 
um, what's it like to kind of come to Lettuce is like a different, it's so much different than your roles in the other bands. Cause obviously it's a big ensemble. It's not a vocal based situation, but also it's all the shit you love about that seventies fusion and Herbie and, and the, and the, just the sense and the, yeah, yeah. You know, this is just, this is, this is just like, all right, you know, I mean, I'm more at home there than I mean, obviously anywhere else. I mean, I'm and 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 not to mention, I I hold the keyboard chair on a lot of shit, but yeah. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable wherever I go, so it's not like I'm it's, it's not like I'm most comfortable one place to the other. But again, it all has it's all people who have brought different 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 groups of people that have brought brought things out of me that you know right. only they can do. And this is just the one where everything just like you know it's like I, you spill over. It's okay to it's okay to spill over. Keep in mind, a lot of the other chairs I hold, I'm not going to spill over. Right. I might bump myself and come out a little bit because that's just how I do. Like you know, like you know, put a little bit put a little bit on the table, like water. You know, coming out coming out the, uh, you know. But when when I'm there, the the cup is the cup is just tipped over, and it's all over. We're all we're, and all of us, we all are over the all over the place, you know. Because that's that's different. That's like family. That's family. So you can be all right with your family. Like you can just right. you can exist with your family, you know, and just all of your ideas are able to come out and be free with your family. So you know, other other things are more like okay, I'm trying to be a team player. It's nothing like being, the, you know, I'll be the sixth man. You know what I mean? I don't mind that at all. Well, you were that for a long time. You come in, you were like Vinnie Johnson off the bench for the Pistons. <laughs> the microwave. Like the show was whatever. It was what, And then, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest ever, Nigel Hall, you come out like a whirlwind, like a ball of fire, and just have the whole audience in the palm of your hand. But now you're on stage the whole time. I enjoy being on stage the whole time now. I think I like that better than you know, because, you know, waiting around means I have to, I have to wait. Like once the show starts, that nervousness is not in your stomach anymore. It's over, you know. Right. Uh, I have to wait until the third, the last song to feel that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all are cool. See, now I get to just be cool and play now. That's that because I'm really I'm a keyboard player first. You know, I snuck in as a singer. I'm a keyboard player in my heart and my soul. I'm a keyboard player. And that's what and I'm turning into a pretty badass bass player. I'm playing bass on my new record, Spiritual, which is out on May 14th. Nice, nice. I'm stoked to hear Because I've seen you play bass with like at the Blue Note with Crash. I got the bass right here, right? I got the bass here right now. I got two basses in here right now. Yeah, man. The world's got to hear you. All, you know, you can do all the things. But like you said about being a keyboard player, you know, and I know we talked about this privately once, but. You know, Lettuce has a storied history of, of keyboardists, Jeff Basker, obviously Neil Evans. Um, but you've taken that uh, position and made it your own. You're not like, you're not just playing what came before you, doing what you think you're supposed to do. Like, you're Nigel motherfucking Hall of Lettuce. And I've told you, like, this era, you know, the single guitar, which means you on keys, Benny on the, on the trumpet, is my favorite era. They were always my favorite band, but now is the is the most fire and and you're an essential part of that oh, element. like it's so crucial 
but your ideas, like what you do, whether it's with the ARP or, you know, all of a sudden you're fucking wild on the organ, you know, like it's clear you bring in your ideas to the let and the music is like exponentially better for it. I feel like the keyboard player's um, role is to, is to like the guitar player be the one to, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this, but there's a lot of vibe that we are responsible for as keyboard players. And oh, yeah. I think why those, the list of people that you mentioned, let's also mention uh, Michael Butler, who was the first. Oh, one. sure. Butts, right. Yeah. Butts was the My first bad. Shout out Butts. player of lettuce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of us have different, we are, we are all worlds different. And I think that the beautiful thing about lettuce is that they have that we've all allowed ourselves to to that openness you know what i'm saying especially yeah. from 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 i mean neil evans is a hard fucking act to follow oh, i don't doubt it homie i will also contribute my 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 being able to sing and my stamina and singing which really ain't a whole lot not anymore at least but a lot of my power that i draw from i learned from playing with neil word because neil is the loudest <laughs> he's it's it's like Jimi hendrix on keyboards like you know what i'm saying like i've seen neil do things that i have often contemplated not ever playing keyboards again because i saw him pull it off looking dead at me like do you want some more you know what i'm saying <laughs> i love it you know what I mean? And I think that was another thing. That's that's kind of the reason I go so hard on this because I'll never be able to play what Neil Evans can play. But Neil Evans will never be able to do what I can do. because And that's the beautiful thing about us being who we are and being musicians yeah. is because we all are different entities of the one idea that allows us to exist that's bigger than us. Oh, I'm preaching right now. Yeah. You know, that's really what it is. All are different in our own way because we are all here to do something different. We're all here to do something different. We're all here not to say, I'm not, you know how long I've been trying, you do, you know how long I have been trying to be George Duke? Do you know? As long as as possible. As long as you've ever known me, what is the only, what is the most consistent thing you've ever heard come out of my mouth? George Duke, so George fucking Duke. That I was prepared, bro. I'm prepared. Hey! Right. hey. I love you, dog. Hey! You. All right. Hey. <laughs> See what I'm trying to tell you, man. You are a fucking scholar, bro. They I was like, I'm gonna need you job on 60 minutes that. right now, bro. You need your own fucking morning show, bro. Man, I'm working on in syndication, okay? <laughs> For those listening that don't get to see the video, I went with the uh, George Duke. Like mid seventies, huge smile. Don't let go, cover wallpaper. Don't let go. There you go. Yeah, my man. Yeah, and and I know you've been trying to be George too, but you like bring that energy to the now. You know, like you can hear that. Yeah. You just quote him, and you know what's funny? I just put this together not that long ago. Uh, we were out at Swanee at the woods, uh, Swanee twenty nineteen, the Swanee Rising, and you you went out in the woods with like Sput and Deitch and a couple cats. You know what? I have, this is this is literally like the eighth time I've heard this story. Well, here's the thing. 
Kat this was like, is this Ni- Nigel spitting? I'm like, no, he is, but that's a Dillaverse. And I was like, I'm not a rapper. I spit fire like that's oh. That's my favorite Dillaverse of all time. It's the Dillaverse. But what I didn't know is that song is a George Duke sample. And that's probably why, you know, I figured that's why you loved it a little more. Well, you know what? I'm just learning right now that that was a George Duke sample. Really? What song was it sampled? It's a Vulcan Mind Probe. Vulcan Mind Probe? No way! Are you serious? Of all the songs, it's that one? Yeah, bro. Vulcan Mind Probe? Yeah. Hold on. Hold the fuck on. <laughs> I love Hold it. the fuck on, bro. You cannot be serious. Wait, I got to investigate this. Does it tell you where the sample is? 252. 252. Two minutes and 52 seconds? Yes. But yeah, I I I hear Looking it. Looking at it right here. But it's but it's crazy because that's the most outest fucking song that he's ever written. It's called Vulcan Mind Probe. Like, give me a fucking break. Crazy. You know, that's fucking crazy. I just learned something new about George Duke today from you. I can't believe I dropped that on I can't How believe it either. Bro, high five. High five. High five for real. Jesus Christ. That, that yeah. was fucking awesome. That was great. That was good. That warms my heart, man. For real. It's always great to learn something. Jeez. That's crazy. I, I would have never guessed it would have been that one, too. Like, I've heard him. He's definitely sampled George Duke. He said, well, shit out of George Duke. He'll flip George Duke. He'll flip any fucking thing he wants. Sometimes you cannot but, recognize it, you know, because he's so twisted with the child. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like he is, had to have been Dylan that did that because wouldn't nobody, everybody else I caught it. That's fucking amazing. Hey, man. I'm still Thank you. Thank you blow your mind. And I, I love how you guys, you know, you... The, the beauty of lettuce is the the references you can you can reference George Duke and oh, your we style. always we're always referencing there's always something going and on. then Dilla you know you guys always have the you know whether it's Mr Yancey or Phyllis or Purple Cabbage they all have these elements of that that era it's all of Dilla. Dilla. I mean it's this this oh man it's crazy because we we do so many different things. But we do. I love the reason I love it is because we're true to that. It makes it actually beautiful, you know. Like we can do East Bay shit when we feel like it. 
Oh yeah. George do some shit when we feel like it. Go go DC. Go go. Go go when we feel like it. Not many people can do that. Oh, uh, you do unless the best from DC. Unless everybody from DC. Wait, but I, that's a good example of of the Nigel Hall factor. Lettuce wouldn't do convincing go-go without you. You bring the authenticity, you bring the energy, you bring the vocals. I mean, Deitch could play a go-go beat like a motherfucker. If I wasn't, if I wasn't in the band and they were playing it, I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> I wouldn't allow it if I was there. <laughs> right on. Right on. I love when you bring the go-go. And, you know, you got the DC lyrics, you know, talking about Georgetown, New Balances, all that shit. Like, yep. it's again, it's authentic, and it's you, and you bring that to the band, and I think that's... That's what makes this era of lettuce so incredible is, is it even a wider scope. They are already had the wings, but you, you give them a wider scope and uh, we're, we're better off for it, man. I really appreciate that. That really means a lot. It warms my heart to hear you say that. I'm, I, hope, I hope others feel the same way. I really do. Yeah, well, I'm certain they do, man. Look, I've been giving these out for about a year. I would have given more away as you. Oh what? When did you get when where'd you get that from? I, I made them, dude. I made like a couple hundred. They're all over this country, bro. I've given them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. it's you from that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny. You know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you a little story about that because I I had been trying a new a new fashion vibe and I felt <laughs> really good to do that in Europe. I was in Europe when we took that picture, and I was really feeling myself on the fashion tip. Right, on. I felt like I was, I, you know, I was really, I was on, I was on, I was on some shit though. I was. On I some love shit. it. I was but yeah, shit. you know, when I, when I hand people those stickers, man, they bug out. They love you. Like it's people. a sticker. Yeah, it's a sticker. Man, you better oh. send me some of them damn stickers, bro. I will, I will man. I was going to give you one. Uh, stickers, I gave a couple of the guys in Denver, but I didn't want, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, hey, man, here's a sticker of you. you yeah, know? I know. I know. That's weird. But it's you, and you presented it to me this way, and not right. like you, like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll show you another thing. I pulled this off the wall, but I've had this for like 10 years. This is a. Uh, what is that? Hey, you got to take, take the George Duke off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. This is a. Uh, I hate to say that, but I know I. Me too, but it is what it is. Hold it on. is what it is, bro. All right, let me get that here. All right, there we yeah. go. What is that? This is you at Jam Cruise, like 2010, with like Tony Hall and a couple other cats. Whoa! Where'd you signed. get that from? I bought it at. And a, I signed it. Yeah, it's autographed down uh, right here. Autograph. Whoa! Yeah, so we this is in our in our living room, man. It's one of our faves. Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah, I can't even. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, Isaac Neville over this shoulder, and then Tony Hall in like a tux back here. It's on the pool. Deck. I remember. I remember that gig. I remember exactly what gig that was. I don't remember them often either, but I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's awesome, man. Wow, man. That's very, that's very flattering. Man. I got it at Jazz Fest. I think I got it at like Fire Fest. There's somebody out there hawking my shit, huh? <laughs> so yeah i wanted to uh i got obviously you probably don't n remember or know this but uh so i was locked up for a year and during that year i do remember that um, i remember well but but that's when you left nth power right so all this stuff that we're talking about with lettuce you know might not be possible you know and i'm not here to i don't it's not important to talk about why it happened or whatever but understand like i got to 
letter in jail. That's how I found out. Somebody that wrote me a letter was like, you, you know, Nigel left End Power. It was like, wow. So then I asked some folks on the phone and I just like, sat, I, I had to sit with that because you know, obviously a few people love that band. Like I love that band and, uh, and still do. But, uh, you know, I didn't have any music or anyone to really talk to. I had like the, the radio. I don't want to say I had any music. I had music, but I didn't have y'all's music. Um, and then I came out and it was like, you know, new day, new dawn. I don't want to talk about why it happened. I want to talk about like the relationships because you still play music with them and, and it's obviously still a family. Um, what reflections do you have with Nikki and Nick and Nate and just like that period of time of making music? Sure about it. I, there's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't feel like I made the dumbest fucking decision in my life when, when I left. I was, it wasn't, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want you to. But it wasn't. I'm. I'm not. But it wasn't just me. I think a lot of us were dealing with, with, with. A lot of us were dealing with something at the time. Something, no matter what it was. Okay. What I want to read, like, but the glory days, though. Yeah. Those. Yeah. That was. That was there. That was. That actually was the, the the freest I had ever been. And that felt really, and I think, and here's, okay, all right, let me, let me preach for a second. So that, that was the best I had ever felt. That was the best musically, the best everything that I had ever felt about myself, musically, confidence. And it, it, it's the best that everyone else had ever felt in that band. And that, for all of us, was hard to handle. Now, I'm not going to say for all of us, because I don't I don't know what's going through another motherfucker's mind. I can only have me to deal with it, me to deal with myself. And I take responsibility for my whole role in everything. Just didn't work. Didn't work. It didn't work because we weren't paying attention to the right shit. You know, and the music was so beautiful. Like we were just coming up with this shit that was just like, what the fuck? Bro, we would be on stage. We would be on stage like looking at each other, playing this music and crying. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, but I ain't never felt like that. And really, real talk, I don't think I've ever felt like that with anybody since. That's 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 like that was intense. Like I never felt that. It's a different thing with lettuce. It's a different thing with Cleary. It's a different thing with with with, with my own band. Okay, it's a different thing. It's different. But I never felt like that before, and that was probably the equivalent to like maybe, you know, I ain't never done it. Or will never do it. But that's probably the closest I'm gonna get to feeling what heroin feels like. Show you that I am 
because that shit was and 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 the proof was in the music because because people were coming up to me left and right oh my god like the shit that you're writing about and the beauty and just the fucking I mean we were crossing some other shit while still while still being our silly ass self playing Doobie Brothers and shit. What? Okay, listen to this shit that we wrote that's the most beautiful shit you ever heard, and then watch us crush the Doobie Brothers. What's yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? Watch us crush Steely Dan, and then let's go back to some, some more otherworldly beautiful shit that's going to knock your fucking ass out. I have never felt that way since. Man. The closest that I've felt to that is spiritual. It's the spiritual era. You know? No, I was just saying, I see the lineage between that that you and, and what we hear on this record. Yeah, you know, and but I I I I think it I just think it was some I don't know what was going on. That and things are in your life for a reason and a season. And I feel that that it happened everything, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That made me the person that I am today. That that time that really made me, you know, that made me who I am. And I'm I'm, and we all still talk. Me and Nikki playing a band now. I know. So we started I, another band. Yeah, yeah, man. I love that. And honestly, I, you know, you talk about that time made you who you are. Well, literally, like doing that time made me who I am. I wouldn't be where I am. And being in jail fucking sucks for any time period. Yeah, of course. And I didn't do that long, but I've been to jail before, and that shit is not fucking cool. No, it's, it, it makes build character, cool. as they say. And I just, build you know, character. I didn't. Bet you'll never do that shit again, won't you? Word, not not yeah. even close, man. You got that right, and, and I'm go. grateful for the second there chance. There you go. You learned a lesson. The real Let's be honest. If if I look like you, I might not be. Uh, so well, that's lucky. what I was just getting ready to say. I was like, be glad that you look like you. Uh, no, I don't. Rehabilitated, because they will try to keep your ass there if they okay. can, and in uh, whatever capacity they can. And if not, they try to kill you. Your you story, know, man. That's and the thing I, that know. sucks about having children that, that the ages that they're in and then them not living in the same city as I do. You know, it's like I got to worry about them going down the fucking street to get something to eat, hang out with a friend of theirs. 21 and 19, your sons? 21 and 19, man. They promise them about this shit. Like, yeah, I talk to them every fucking day. Fuck I talk to them every fucking day, bro. I have to give them that talk. You know how that fucking makes me feel to have to do that? That fucking sucks. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. All right. We'll, 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 we'll edit that out. No, no. Say that shit. I can't imagine. Let them hear that shit. Let okay. them hear. I'm not scared of none of these motherfuckers, man. That's one thing. That's one thing that I'm also trying to be more about. I feel like, you know, if I got a platform for you to hear what I got to say, this is what I have to say. These motherfuckers need to hear this shit. These motherfuckers need to be brought to terms with the shit that they do every fucking day to us. It's been fucking open season on us since we've been here. Okay? And I feel, I feel it very important to share that. On spiritual, you will hear a song where I very, you will be immediately enlightened on how I feel about shit. If you don't already know, yeah, man, you know, Important, because man. I'm gonna do something about this shit. If I if I'm gonna say something about it, I'm gonna at least make you aware. You know, y'all not gonna keep y'all not gonna keep killing us dead in the street. Y'all not gonna do that shit. 
I mean, that's why you know, they give you. I'm, not talking about, I'm, not, I'm obviously not talking about you, but I'm talking I'm just saying I'm talking about the, the, the idea that we're dealing with right now. That is that is that is the negativity of Satan. You know? Yeah. Shit, fucked up. So yeah, yeah, we ain't got to say no more else about it. Now you know. Her. And if you got a problem, if any of that bothers you, then by all means. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do. Man, that's, that's that's where I'm at. I'm just trying to lift people up and, and give you the I'm opportunity. That's, what, and that, exactly, that's the goal. The goal is to lift you up, to bring you to bring you out of that darkness that you're in that's keeping you from, from actually really being free and allowing others to be free. It's it, We get caught up in all the fun. You know, I was thinking all the times I see you, it's fun. We're on Jam Cruise. We're at Jazz Fest. We're at the lettuce shows. But that ain't life for real. And uh, like people want to dig deep. If they want you to dig deep for that real shit, like that's where it comes from. And, and it's important, like, you know, that's why you sing the way you do and why you have to have these talks with your sons. And like real talk, we don't live that. I don't live that. My skin is white. I move through life like that. And you don't. And like, that's where that music comes from. So we don't get to get all the good shit and then not hear right. the story. So. Right. I appreciate you taking it there. I know it's not fun to get all worked up, but like people need to hear it because the shit is real. I'm getting older and I may, I may pass out one day because I have because black people have high blood pressure. Why we got high? Why, why we got high blood pressure? Because we've been running for white people for years. Because the blood pressure get high. That's what happened. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. I there's not much I can say about different. But and you know, on all kidding aside, uh, as you know, most of the fans that come to see Lettuce So Live, you know, Warren Haynes, whatever, were white people. Most of us. But the music we love is really rooted. Like all music is rooted in the black culture, but particularly this funk, soul, blues, the right. stuff that makes our whole scene happen is black music. And like, you know, you shoulder a lot of responsibility having to teach a lot of white folk what this shit's about. It's not just like get drunk and go dance at the pool deck of jam cruising. There's more to it than that. And I appreciate you taking that, you know, you have to, like it's a responsibility and, and you step into that and that's important. So I don't want you to ever feel bad about, you know, getting getting a little bit loud and letting people know what time it is. It's hard. It's, it's, it's difficult sometimes. And I think I speak for a lot of people. It's difficult sometimes, you know, when that's what's expected of you. You know what I'm right. saying? Sometimes you don't feel like doing this shit. You know what I mean? Because that's a whole other story. You and I can talk about that on some other shit. We're not gonna talk sounds about good, that. man. Definitely want to talk to you about that. That's some... That's a that's some we'll shit. save that for off the we'll record. Save, we'll save that. We'll save that for the for the uh for the one you have to pay for. All right. Was it the pay the patron the patron patron right? Yeah, well, patron. Yeah, yeah. Like let's let's make some money. Let's, yeah, let's make some money. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hey, man. Whatever we can do to support, man. Do something, shit. You know, well, we got the new record May 14th. Got a record uh, with lettuce after that coming. Um, so the future's bright, man. Once people like shape up and we can get back into the clubs and get to the festivals, like there's a lot of Nigel Hall about to happen, and I'm excited. A lot. I'm, I'm, you know, if I if I just got I just got all my studio stuff updated today, and if I can, if I 
truth, if I fully haven't lost all of the shit that I had on a hard drive, I'm going to look and see. I'm about three records in the can. So I got a lot of music that's going to come out one way or the other. I'll figure it out and I'll re-record all of this stuff again if I need to. But hopefully I don't. But there's a lot of music that I'm working on that's coming out soon. I'm about to go to L.A. next week and do some shit with Raquel Rodriguez, who was a really close friend of mine. Sam Brown, Blue Dream Studios. Watkins is out there. He's gonna, My best friend, oh, yeah. John Otto, is going to be there. So we're going to have a time, L.A. time and some In-N-Out Burger. That's the hey. first thing I do when I get this in and out Burger. So y'all got In-N-Out in Oakland. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. We don't have in and out We got to drive like towards about 20 miles up the highway. No, they got no... Oh shit! So you're pissed. This is better. I'd be in trouble, man. I actually just had it for the first time in months yesterday, driving home from Tahoe. That's yeah, man. I, I heard you sing with Raquel before. Or she sang with you at Jazz Fest. You had did like the grid with Nigel Hall and her. And so I know you got your hands in a lot of different things with a lot of different artists. So you just got to keep us aware of what's happening, and you know we're gonna support oh, it. Oh yeah, you know, you know, I'm gonna let you know everything about what's going on, bro. Yeah, yeah. man. You'll, I mean, you'll, know, you'll know before a lot of people do. So well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the advanced listen to spiritual. I can't yeah. wait for the people to hear it. I can't wait to either. Uh, you know, uh, in a couple weeks, my new single, one of the singles is coming out. And What's the name of that song? You know which Wake one you're releasing? Yep, yeah, we're putting out Wake Me. Nice. Yeah. Wait, you, you know what it is. You've heard yeah, it. Yeah, man. Heard I had it. it on repeat since you gave, uh, gave me the uh, That's what's advanced up. listen. The That's whole okay. thing. I mean, I, I have to admit, I let my fiance, she's here at the house, so she gets to listen. That's to your wife, yeah. You know, funk heels, like your shirt says. And uh, this is more than funk. This is funk. This is soul. This is R&B. This is like all the whole lineage we're talking about, you know, like black man and that that struggle. This is your record that represents that. And I think that the that world record. needs to fucking hear it. And they this will. Record has, this, is re this, record is, this, is, this record is all the, you'll get to see all the battle wounds. That's what I mean. I mean it's like, still, it's still some love joints on there, you know. You know. Yeah, of course. To make you happy, but it's maybe making music a little bit too. It's some well, you know, can't stray too far from that, you know. You, you know, know. Do, can't populate the world, see, God. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's me. It's right. all shit that I would ever like. It's me. That is. Right it. on, man. Well, uh, I always like to wrap up with a recommendation. Like, don't think too hard on it, but. People listening right now, is there is there a record, old or new, uh, that's getting you through that you're just like playing all the time? Like, oh, you know what? There is actually a record. Oh man, I'm listening to the Dollar soundtrack by by by, by Quincy Jones. It's deep, it's some deep. I'm just some deep shit. It ain't you know. It's it's a soundtrack. So, just Quincy, just is fucking Quincy Jones, man. He's yeah. a fucking genius. He's only one. Genius. I've never heard. Anybody with just a mind frame to think that way, you know? Yeah, like, and, that, and that 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 that's a lot of different pieces too. That's not just writing some shit and telling the motherfucker play it. I got to find the right person to do it, and he knew all the right fucking people and made the most perfect music I've ever heard in my life. Love it, man! Dollar soundtrack. So, the dollar soundtrack. Check it out. It's awesome. Well, dude, you've been really generous with your time. Hey, I'm man, so good to talk to you, Alicia Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I had to I had to use the good tech, man. I got the good hey, tech. Hey, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I totally understand. I but totally I'm grateful understand. for man, this, man. I had a great time talking to you, man. Always do. We definitely should do it again soon. Bro. Yeah, man.
anytime. Like after the record comes out, we start doing some shows again. We'll link back up. We'll do it in person when we can. We'll do it in person, absolutely, yeah. man. I'm totally down. All right, brother. I love you, All right, man. Brother. Love you, man. Be yeah, safe. I even got my lettuce from this is uh from Denver. Yeah, he's got the lettuce. You got the whole. You have just. Yeah, you I, get I got the Golden Wolf hat. Golden Wolf hat. This is the nice. shirt for my birthday. Nice. You know, nice. represent. That's fucking awesome, bro. All right, love man. you, man. You be safe. Yeah, you do the same, man. Much love. All right, peace. Peace. Yes, indeedy. Want to say thank you, deep bow to my man, Nigel Hall, for that very forthcoming and rewarding conversation. Long time in the making. We left a lot on the table. I look forward to uh, picking it up down the road. But in the meantime, like we always do about this time, Vibe Junkie Jams. And generally, it's just a song, maybe two. But uh, given the event that is Nigel Hall's appearance on the Up For Life podcast, I figured I'd turn it into a celebration, bitches. Because uh, Nigel has obviously touched so many different bands and artists, has myriad contributions, and I wanted to spotlight a number of them in the aftermath of that powwow we just shared. Um, first things first, uh, Lettuce co-manager extraordinaire and another dear friend, Miss Hill Clinton, uh, gave me permission to play just a snippet of Nigel's uh, forthcoming second single called Gotta Go to Work from the album Spiritual, dropping May 14. So we're going to start the Vibe Junkie Jams with a little bit of gotta go to work and then follow that into an deep cut my favorite things uh their version of luther vandross christmas classic and by there i mean dj harrison from butcher brown and nigel himself and my man randy from funkit blog major cat in all of our lives he thinks this is uh kind of like a bonus track, if you will, to the greater spiritual uh, project. So I thought, you know, since it's up on DJ's SoundCloud, we'd include that. And then I'm going to follow that up with Woman Gotta Have It, the Bobby Womack classic. It's uh, Nigel and John Cleary 
who you heard him speak about in the beginning of the interview. This is a, another deep cut that's been on the SoundCloud for a few years now. It's probably a five-year-old, six-year-old song, maybe older, uh, their version, their recording of it. But it's just stunning and perfect. So we're going to come with uh, Woman Gotta Have It, John Cleary and Nigel Hall. And that kind of uh, will be the first chapter, but I'm going to uh, give you the whole rundown of the set now, just because it's easier for me to do that and just instead of editing in comments between songs. So uh, from there, we're going to transition into like a different place in Nigel's style and career. And it's funny because uh, when I talk about periods of his career it really started for me with that song you just heard everybody wants to rule the world tears for fears classic and it's it's received a number of interpolations in the royal fam from the first time i heard it performed uh, with soul live and nigel at the first bear creek in like 2008 all the way up through the masterful interpolation that we just heard in the background there on lettuce's Grammy-nominated album, Elevate, uh, co-produced by Russ Elevato of Soul Quarians fame. So that song is this perfect launching-off point for this uh, career-spanning look at Nigel's just awe-inspiring artistry. So on the back of that uh, Woman Gotta Have It, we're going to get into... Soul Live and Nigel Hall doing Prototype, a cover of the Andre 3000 number found on his Love Below album. And again, just such a juicy arrangement uh, and performance. You hear, obviously, the Soul Live Cats, Kraz and the Evans Brothers, plus Ryan Zoidis and Sam Kininger and Nigel Hall. So we'll help prototype and then I'm going to stick with Soul Live because Nigel's been down with the Soul Live crew for just as long as he has been Lettuce and he even made his first album with Eric Krasno, ladies and gentlemen. And I kind of got hip to Nigel through Soul Live uh, before uh, Let, if only by a few hours at <laughs> the first Bear Creek. Nonetheless, uh, I'm going to follow that prototype up with one of my favorite songs, just period, ever, uh, in A Change Gonna Come, the Sam Cooke iconic chestnut that can bring me to tears at any given moment. And this version is from Bowl Live 2012, March of 2012, uh, Soul Live, Nigel Hall, Ledezi, and Derek Trucks. And this is just an awe-inspiring version of the song that really, to be honest, uh, Lettizy serves Nigel his breakfast. (laughs) But it's, you know, just a family affair and just a monster. So we're going to roll with the uh, twofer with Soul Live and, and follow that up with a twofer from the nth power now you heard nigel talk emotionally about uh, the liberation and freedom in the nth power when he was in that band and he talked about the juxtaposition between like them doing a silly funky classic 
and then an emotionally gripping number. So I'm going to do that to you uh, and cover the arc of the musical relationship as well by giving you an uh, OG version of Catfish, the uh, Temptation song that Nth Power just functified. And that's from Aura Studios in 2015. And then I'm going to follow that up with uh, the Only Love Into War. So that's uh, their original song. And then Bob Marley's uh, take on a highly Selassie rallying cry classic. So, you know, Nth Power does a ton of tributes. Nobody can do a tribute like Nth Power can. And their Marley tribute is uh, just next level. And Only Love is among my favorite songs that they ever made. And this version actually is recent. It's part of the uh, quarantine experience, if you will. And they did it for one of Live for Live Music's events, Comes Alive events, to raise money uh, for, I think this one was actually for in the summer, Justice Comes Alive. Um, Nonetheless, an amazing story, all the OGs coming back together, Nate, Edgar on bass, Nikki Glaspie on the drums, Nikki K. Casarino on guitar and vocals, Weedy Brema, and of course, Nigel Hall. So we're going to go Catfish into Only Love, War, uh, and that'll cover the Nth Power 2015 and then 2020. We're going to finish strong, of course, home team, Radiate Let, and I'm taking it all the way back to Bear Creek 2009. Somehow Derek Trucks always seems to sneak in, but this was like the moment, I may have even played this on the pod before, but if I have, I'm going to play it again, because it's, it's Apex, Early Nigel, the moment that really I just realized that lettuce was my religion and you know Paul Levine, Bear Creek, just fam as fuck at a transformative time in my life when I was a bit of a lost soldier and uh, found myself and my people and my my religion at the amphitheater stage at Bear Creek and really if I could pinpoint a moment It was uh, during the We're a Winner, Move On Up section uh, of Lettuce's closing set with Nigel and Derek Trucks and the late, great Kofi Burbage. So uh, that'll wrap things up. There's our um, complete segment. Celebration, bitches, for Nigel Hall. You know what? Fuck that. I'm going to sneak one more in there, closer to the top. Uh, Papoose the rapper, the MC, Underground Cat. Somehow, him and Nigel, I didn't even know about this till after I talked to him, but uh, they have a track from this past October. So, I'm going to sneak that Papoose song in there. Antidote. Papoose, featuring Nigel Hall, Antidote, uh, from five months ago. So, yeah, sorry for the out-of-order shit, but, you know, I'm freestyling it here. So, forgot to write that one down, but I did intend to play it. So, I'm going to put that closer to the top. And with that, yeah, you're hearing that go-go shit we were talking about in the interview. 
that DC go-go funk that Nigel brings to the table. And this is called Let It Go-Go, and it's from the late, great Rex Theater in Pittsburgh uh, back in 2019. Actually, pardon me, I'd already recorded the outro segment for the Nigel Hall Mega Mix Vibe Junkie Jams. And I was listening back to an edit of his interview and his passionate words and messaging behind uh, struggle with racism and talking to his kids uh, really just resonated with me even deeper because <clears throat> as I'm producing this episode, the trial has started for uh, the officer charged with murder and the death of the late George Floyd up there in Minneapolis, which was a powder keg for the resistance that we are still uh, walking arm in arm with our fellow brothers and sisters and peoples of color. And I did not want to neglect that in any way because I had the privilege and opportunity to cover a single that Nigel contributed to uh, called I Can't Breathe. It was Chris Royal from New Orleans. He's a multi-instrumentalist and part of George Porter's Running Partners. Has his own crew, Dark Matter. He's played with a number of cats. You name it. Anyway, Chris uh, has been writing music about the struggle of black people in America for many years. And like Nigel, his convictions lie at the heart of his art. So I wanted to first appropriately enough play I Can't Breathe, Chris Royal, Nigel Hall, Kid Chocolate, and Big Sam. And then we'll get into the whole uh, Nigel Hall mega mix that I just told you all about. So didn't want to re-record that whole segment just to fit this song in. So I'm just jumping in here with a quick couple of words about I Can't Breathe, Chris Royal, Nigel Hall, Kid Chocolate, Big Sam. Up for Life podcast episode 
Top. Gotta go to work. Snippet. Then my favorite things. Woman gotta have it. Papoose and Nigel doing antidote. Solive and Nigel doing prototype. Bolive. Change is gonna come with lettuce and Derek Trucks. Nth power catfish. Then only love. War. Then let us. We're a winner. Move on up. 2009. Signing off. Goodbye, jobless. Yes, indeedy.
you want to hang out this weekend, so said, I gotta go to work. Said, I know you want to do it all night, baby, but I gotta go to work. Somehow I think I'm free this what weekend. The fuck? Oh, shit. I gotta go to work. I said, you know, your man's keep on working. That love it cost me. Oh, woman's gotta have it. 
When a man is broke, friends are reluctant to share they won't So selfish they see you in the hole and won't hand the rope All smoking mirrors, open the window and clear the smoke My boss so ugly, looked in the mirror, the mirror broke It's a cold world, better make sure that you wear your coat Only fear God, don't fear the devil, don't fear the Pope Ball Messiah spitting fire so hot that you can't approach Greatest ever, rain and terror, I smash him and smear the roach Papa President, most of these haters are scared to vote Too much dick sucking, listen closely, you hear them choke, choke, choke Listen close Since I ain't them amateurs, I take the silencer Screw it on my favorite ratchet, bro, him blazing challengers Invasive racist fake ambassadors invaded Africa The face of hatred raped and ravaged us the way they handled us Karak ferocious on you, cockroaches spray the canister Nowadays that ain't my character, I'm of a greater caliber The mathematics that I'm dropping ain't your algebra Specialize in mental exercise and raise my stamina Statistics say I race the savages, they rate the averages Our young men should be raised to Attica, that's their analysis Kids dying, birthdays that never made the calendar This is blatant arrogance we gotta change the narrative Babies making babies, daughters pushing baby carriages We always loved our babies, nowadays they ain't as passionate Your daughter end up with a deadbeat, it's straight embarrassment You borrow from the Indians and start arranging marriages Marriages Listen close I got something for you Listen close I got the antidote I, I, I got the antidote Listen close I got something for you
my nature rise. Dance Power loves you. We love you.
Don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? 